Guys, I have learned of a uh, recent development. There's a oh. story that's, I guess, breaking or has been breaking for the last... My balls? <laughs> <laughs> uh, breaking for at least like the last 10 to 11 hours. And oh. it's, a be- it's, a, it's a terrible but beautiful story. Uh, there is currently a Vancouver radio station called yes. KISS FM. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they recently laid off two of their uh, morning DJs, who I guess were pretty beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, uh, this radio station has been playing Rage Against the Machine, filling yeah. in the name. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> for the That's last 10 plus doing. hours. Mm-hmm. No, that's not all they're doing. Uh, sometimes they'll take requests. Uh, you know, somebody will come in and they'll request whatever. By the way, this is a soft rock station, generally. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, somebody will come in, make a request, and the DJs will go, no, we're going to play Killing in the Name. Uh, and then they'll just play it again, and they'll play that on loop oh, a few more times, and then they'll take another request. God. Interestingly, some people have called in and requested Killing in the Name, uh, to which they say, uh, oh, we'll have to check. Uh, maybe we can play that later in the set, but uh, let's let's hear another song right now. And you guessed it. It's it's killing in the name. Uh, it is it is beautiful. I I don't. What song I, would we I, play I, if one of us got fired here? <laughs> that's a that's a great question. That's a great question. Uh, it's still happening right now. You can go to their, you can go to this Kiss FM in Vancouver. There's a ton of news articles that are coming out about it. I read one on Rolling Stone. Uh, there's one in the Guardian. Uh, it, it's it, nobody has said whether it's an actual protest or not. It, the timing just is working out to uh, to make that the people are making that connection that it might be because of the uh, morning DJs. But uh, yeah. Great. No notes. Zero notes. Keep going. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Don't That's... don't do what they told you. God. Um, well, I got some news for you. Not oh. only are we fans of damning the man here at the casual hour, but we're also sure. a podcast that likes to talk about ostensibly video games. Mm-hmm. But but mostly about burning crosses. Burning crosses and bridges. Yeah. Mostly yeah. with each other. Um, I'm Bobby. I'm the host of the show. Uh, Chase Kennedy is the gamer on the go. Chase, how are you? Hi, I'm great. And Johnny is the friendly face that helps you bag He's your groceries. Here. He's also here. Yeah, uh, for. We are doing, if you can believe this, a July preview episode of all the no, games. Bobby, it's still June. Who, well. I mean, actually, well. I mean, this comes, it depends. The, the, the it depends. archive comes out Friday, so yeah. Actually, at that time, it will be July. So it'll I might be officially have to July. To you. We no, look, who knows here's who to believe thing. anymore. Things have been tough, so we figured we would give you all a glimpse into what little bit of the future looks promising, and that's video games. And we wanted to do it early to give you a little midweek pick pick me up. Do video do video games look promising this month? This upcoming month. For you, they do. You've not stopped talking about fucking Digimon for five uh, goddamn okay, months that's, now. That, that's that's one. That's one. It's game. been longer than five months. Yeah, that's true. So uh, like, also you, that, that comes that comes very late in the month. That's you basically don't, you don't get to say anything bad about July when you've talked about Digimon in the last ninety days, probably 
87 times. Could be. That's um, probably conservative. I watched I watched two episodes see? of Digimon Tamers I mean? tonight. Uh, we are going to talk about those games coming out. We're going to tell you about the games that we picked for June and did they hold up. We're going to tell you about some of the games we've been playing outside of those. And uh, then on the back half, Chase will wrap, you know, he'll wrap it up with his wonderfully put together. Probably what he does best besides putting on with Johnny and I. His monthly preview episodes are really good. So I'm, I'm really excited for these. Um, it's progression, right? And we could all use a little progression. So onward. Um, but love it, when, love it when time moves forward. Yes. Love it when time moves forward. So with that, uh, these typically are a lot to talk through. Why don't we get into what we've been playing uh, while we're waiting to talk about what we're going to play? Chase, what you been playing? Uh, Bobby, uh, a couple months ago, I think, you got into the Gundam Evolution PC beta test. All right? The, ne- the network test. I was in. As the as the authoritative voice on all things Gundam. As the casual hours number one Gundam fan, Bobby Pease uh, went sure. in and, and they said, the get Gundam. that man in here. Yeah. Get in the robot, Bobby. We want to know what he's doing. Uh, that's, a, that's a different anime, but close enough. Oh. Um, and you had a pretty decent time at it, right? Uh, we, we did a quick look at that. That's on yeah. the site. Yeah, uh, I was on, pleasantly on surprised the site. by it. I mean, it's on YouTube. YouTube. It was one of those Our things site. where Our I YouTube.com. Yes, YouTube.com. We own it. Uh as somebody who did not know much about the Gundams outside of like, oh, this one looks cool. I did not have any idea what to expect. You know about Shining Finger. I do know about Shining Finger. I do know about that one. Uh not in this game, but you you are aware of it. I was and I wasn't super into Overwatch, but I think that they got a pretty solid idea here. And yeah, they uh, made them an Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this last weekend was the console network test, oh. which I, uh, applied for and got in. And so I have now also played the Gundam Evolution. Outside um, of watching it, did you like the way that it maybe handled play? Did, no, not for you? I know. Like it, it's I think it's very things, dependent. Man. It, it is, it's very much like an Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, not in only because it is an Overwatch. They, they just made themselves an Overwatch. Um, but it's also like Overwatch in that some characters feel like absolute dog shit for me to play. Uh, and then other characters I went, yeah, okay, I kind of know this one. I can, I can do yeah. this. Um, for example, when I played, uh, the sniper class, I went, I can't do this. This is not, this, I, I can't yeah, play. You don't really snipe in other games too much though, right? You're not much of a sniper. I, I think Gears of War is really the only one I was a pretty, pretty confident sniper in. Most of the other games, that's, that's yeah. my thing. I like, I like long range stuff, but I don't like sniper rifles generally. For sure. Um, Halo is okay. It's I don't think uh, of snipers when I think about Gundam either. I mean, there's. I know there's that there are, but I'm thinking more like that are sniper. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Very bombastic, very like kind of gridlocked, interlocked melee at times. Big blast in the chest, big missile bra- uh, barrage. I mean, you want to see the robots clash, and to yeah. do that, they got to be yeah. they got to be close. I don't by. think yeah. of a robot being hidden, especially one that's you know skyscraper size. There, there actually aren't a lot of Gundams that are snipers. I can only really think of one off the top of my head. There are lots of grunt units that are snipers, like the like the Jim Sniper Two is yeah. a sniper, um, and that that's the one that's in this game is is the Jim Sniper Two. 
Um, it's strong. Uh, I get killed by it a lot because it's like a sniper rifle. It has one-hit headshots, which is also a little weird because the head is not where the pilot is in the in the mobile suit. Dogs so and cat living together, man. The head. That's a little weird. But also, like hitting somebody dead center in the chest is kind of the whole point of shooting things. So it, it, it that that might be a little too easy to snipe somebody in that. Anyway, um, I, I had a really good time, surprisingly so, with yeah. the gun tank, which gun I don't, I don't particularly like the gun tank from a from a lore Gundam watching yeah. anime perspective. I think it's pretty silly. His R two D two looking ass, kinda yeah. But uh, I really like it in the game. It's got kind of a diva style ultimate where uh, it takes it, it has a core fighter that that sneaks out there and is a remote bomb, uh, which is quite cool and fun. Uh, it's got it's got really nice mid to long range options, and you can also just spray. You can just keep dumping, and that Hell feels yeah. that feels really good. I love I had dumping, a, man. I also love dumping. Who doesn't love a good dump? <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing, really. It's very refreshing. Um, so I, I liked playing as that as that unit, and I really didn't like playing most of the other units, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, and and in that way, it's an Overwatch. They they made one of those. I was uh, I was a Lucio main uh, when I played Overwatch. Back when we was all played more it, of a support healer character. Yeah, yeah. Back back when we played it, like back when they only had two DLC characters. You know, the good old days. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so it's fine. I, I think I think the people who like these kinds of games are going to like this one. Uh, I think it's got a lot for Gundam fans of just look at look at these cool robots. They made the cool robots. They there yeah. are there are robots in there that I did not expect to be in there. I, I mean, I expected them because I watched the quick look. I watched you play, but it's still shocking to me that anybody other than me remembers turn a Gundam. Did they which is one of which is one of the best Gundams, but did they say yet if that's gonna be free to play? Uh I don't I don't think I would be shocked if it that. wasn't. I'll see I, if I can find out. I bet I, I bet it I bet it doesn't start free to play. I, I think it go free to play. Here's what I bet happens. I bet it's a free to play game. They'll probably offer like a nineteen ninety nine or a twenty nine ninety nine version that has like a, the the first battle pass, like premium battle pass, probably like some exclusive yeah. end game shit. Like it is free to right? play. It is. Free it to is? Play. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I bet you they do something like that though. Like there's already something and like that for Overwatch Two, I believe. Probably. Probably. And, and yeah. for the low low price of free, absolutely, people should give it a shot uh, when it does come out. I can't remember when it comes out. It's sometime this year. Um, it is this year. Okay. But yeah, there's no uh, there's no set release date. Does the same thing about crossplay, Johnny? That was my next question. Is I would imagine it probably would, unless there's just some... will not support cross platform play. Well, what about cross save progression? Would it bring my character over? <laughs> I I don't know. I've already okay. closed out of the article. I'm, I'm gonna guess it probably doesn't. Uh, anyway, I think it's solid. I think it it plays the way you think it'll play. Uh, I still have my my biggest problem is still the one I had the last time we talked about this in that all of the maps are stupid. Yeah, it's not you don't feel like you're piloting a Gundam because everything uh, is to the same 
scale. And everything is built to a Gundam scale. Uh, that it's just it all feels like big weird hangers and things that you're walking through. There's no. I haven't even seen a tree. Like, show me a tree just to go, like, I'm in a big fucking robot that's bigger than all these goddamn trees. Uh, like, give me some sense of scale. And it has none of that. Everything just feels yeah, like an it's... Overwatch character. And because your units play like Overwatch characters, it's just, it feels like a first-person shooter. It doesn't feel like you're in a mech. It doesn't yep. feel like, like, I'm not, I'm not here to say Steel Battalion is some amazing game, but the idea that you have this giant controller in front of you with all of these buttons and sticks and, and, and things like that, like there is, there is a certain, I have to struggle to make this robot do what I want. Yeah. That I is, mean, like, that's in the Titan, cool part about the robots. You know, like once you get into your Titan, you know, you are towering above the other enemy combatants that aren't in their titans, and you feel like I'm piloting this, you know, death machine. It's it's um, one of the reasons I like my mech stuff to be in a in a turn based strategy style because it does give you that abstraction. It's a different abstraction from what piloting a giant robot would feel like in real life, but it is an abstraction of. Yeah. what my inputs are to what the output of the robot doing stuff is. And I think that feels good. Also, I like it because it's turn-based and I can take my time and I can think about things. But there is something that is just like, I'm I'm just playing Overwatch with a Gundam skin on it. Because that's what they made. That's yeah. that's 100% what they made. It, and it. it's it just feels a little weird because that's not how it should feel in a way. Like, there's another game out there. It's called Gundam uh, Battle Operation 2. You can go play that now. I don't think it plays very fun. Uh, but it does play abstractly. And and I think it nails the feel of being in these big, giant machines yeah, way better than this game does. Yeah, that's yeah that big. Yeah, Even if I also don't like that game because I think it plays like shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I understand. I'm a weird person to please. Uh, anyway, I think I, I think it's it's going to be fine. People are going to enjoy it, and uh, it's it's cool that they got some Gundam stuff in there. And and I really like the um, the ability to customize some of these some of these sure. guys. the The skins they have in there, I think, are kind of boring, but I think they could come up with some pretty cool stuff. Knowing lore stuff for Gundam that you could do in there, like they have they have a a, a suit called the Marisai in there. Um, and it's green, so you know it's from Gundam Unicorn. It's the sleeves version of that. I mean, I know that. You guys don't know that. Um, but they could make a red Marisai. Bob, or Johnny, you've seen the red Marisai because it's in, Gundam, it's in a Zeta Gundam. Um, it's, a, it's one of the ones Jared pilots. Um, anyway, I, I could see, like, hey, we have a skin that makes the Marisai red. You, you have the Zeta version of the Marisai. Isn't that cool? Uh, or you could have the the white dingo version of the Jim Sniper Two. Uh, white white dingo is a, a special unit that has uh, white and blue uh, paint jobs on their on their units compared to the light blue that that normally has. Anyway, you could you could do some cool things with that, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the stuff they put in there. But right now, they just kind of made an Overwatch, and that is the best and worst thing about. So also, you'll be playing it. Yeah. Uh, no, probably not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's free to play. I'll probably end up 
downloading it and I don't know, maybe I'll give it a shot every once in a while, but for the most part, I think, uh, I think I can get my Gundam fix playing other games. Uh, I'm, I'm still pretty interested in that SD Gundam Battle Alliance that's also supposed to come out sometime this year. I think that's closer to what I'm looking for in terms of something silly and fun that also has my silly robots in it. Very cool. Uh, speaking of some silly fun, uh, oh. I played all of Alekhead. Dang. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a short game. It, it was it was one session, but uh, that's another game we've quick looked. Quick looked. Bobby uh, Bobby played that one, and we got stuck in it because that game was uh, was a little too smart for us at some points uh, during that quick look. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I, I think having the experience of that quick look really helped helped when I uh, downloaded this on my Switch, because it came to Switch. And uh, I, I had a really good time with it. It's it a is, cool game. Uh, it's a, it's a nice-looking, smart puzzle game. It's got... Uh, I think the closest thing to it uh, is, is VVVVVV. Mm-hmm. That's, that's probably the closest one I could point to. And I like these kinds of puzzle games. We, we've talked about how... Baba is you will break your brain. We've talked about how Patrick's Parabox breaks your brain. Um, Johnny, you showed me another puzzle game here recently. What was the the cactus one? Room to grow. Room to grow. Room uh, that to one. grow. Watching watching just the short trailer on that one, I went, "Oh, I'm not I'm not smart enough to play this game. This is this would ruin me. I don't want this." Um, but but Alekhead, I think has has just enough smart things in it while still being in a platformer style it's it's less it's less about the i mean it's about the puzzles but it's also about the movement and the execution whereas something like patrick's parabox or baba is you because they are top down very very slow plotting things that are only about solving this ridiculously difficult puzzle occasionally um, Alekhead has has some kind of more casual feel to it, even when the puzzles are tricky, and yeah. and that's that's an area that I kind of want to be in more out of this style of game. I, I had a great time with it. It looks great. It sounds great. Uh, I imagine it plays, it plays really well on the Switch. It plays absolutely well on the Switch. Yeah. Um, the only problem I ran into is that when you get to the end ish part of that game um i didn't understand what it was telling me it's it's a wordless game outside of a leckhead that it says at the beginning yeah uh, the, the the start menu is all icon based and you can mostly understand what these icons are um it uses uh some portals that have numbers on them so you know where the portals are going to take you they're like big big level checkpoints but there's no real language in that other than those numbers and you get to the end and it shows you these three video screens and you kind of get an idea of what they are asking you to do okay i'm supposed to get back to the beginning of the game and and there's something i can do there for to to finish it to get like this the real ending of it and i started to do what they asked and and was intuiting it and i got to a place where I should, it's like, what, what am I doing wrong? Uh, and it got to the point of like, okay, I, this whole game took me, you know, a handful of hours to play, like three, four hours to get through all of this. 
and now I've been sitting at this one thing for 20, 30 minutes trying to figure out what the fuck well, I'm supposed to do. I mean, we ran into the similar thing in the Quick Look where it, the, the context or the contextual awareness of like what we should do was at the time we were, I was playing with the controller, but everything mm -hmm. on screen was keyboard. And so like, right. we were not like, it was, it was dumb anyway. I, I, it's hard. Yeah. I think, I think the thing we screwed up on is they, they told you a way to like self-destruct yes. uh, because that was something that was in the puzzle where you were supposed to self-destruct and, yeah. and, uh, so th this was a different problem than that. But it got to the point of like, okay, you know what? This game has been out for a long time, a longish time on PC. There are walkthroughs. What am I supposed to do get, to get through this last thing? I've basically beaten the game. What what am I what am I missing here? And I watch some of these walkthroughs, and they're different. <laughs> they're different than my game. Uh, oh. I I think something switched when they made a, a console version or maybe they made an update somewhere along the line and nobody's updated their walkthrough videos on YouTube to uh, reflect the change because uh, I don't I don't see them going through the rooms that I'm trying to go through even though they get to the end part that I'm supposed to get to and I cannot follow their path so I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I kind of I kind of just uh, somewhat gave up there. There is an option. So I chose the option that I thought was I had a 50 50 shot thinking, does this mean restart the game or does this mean delete all my progress uh, and, and restart the game? Uh, and it was delete all your progress, which I was hoping it wasn't. But I, I figured it was it had a little trash can icon. I, I figured that was what was going to happen. Um, but I got back to the beginning because I'm starting the game and I could get to the part where they were teasing where the ending was. The problem is you have to go through enough of the game to get an ability that will let you get past that point to get to the actual ending. And I didn't have that because all my data was gone. Damn it. Um, anyway, I've seen, I've seen both endings on YouTube. It's, it's fine. It's, it's cute. Um, I know that that doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement there at the end, but those four hours before were were pretty fucking pure bliss of feeling real stupid, then feeling real smart, and and just having a great time with that game. And and even even if you just stopped at that kind of false ending that it gives you, I think you've you get more than your money's worth out of it. Uh, it's it's a fantastic thing. It's something. That uh, that I'm sure I'll be talking about more later, um, but I I love a leckhead. I think people should play it. That's awesome, man. I I really enjoy it. And, and I think somebody should tell me how to fucking beat it. <laughs> that's, I, that's also what I. Think. I've told myself that I will finish that on my Steam Deck, and I have it downloaded over there, and I will probably put some time into it, especially knowing that it's a shorter experience. Um, oh yeah, might, it's like a it's like a breezy afternoon that you oh, can yeah. you can get. It's a that. it's a really cool game, Johnny. Um, you should download that game. It's in I, the library. I already I own it. Okay, that's nice. cool. cool. Uh, so that's what I'm Awesome. Uh, I'm going to talk about three games. I'm not going to talk about these two that I'm about to mention. I'm just going to let you know that I have beaten two Diablo games this week, and uh, I will continue to check both of those out. Um, I am Diablo. Uh, I am going to tell you it's about Diablo. a game called Good Company. Uh, came out June 21st. It's by Chasing Carrots. 
and I rather like this game. And if you see any picture of this game, you will know immediately why. Um, Good uh, company. I'll wait for it. I will wait for it. Uh, Enter. Mm. Yep. Uh-huh. Also, yep. Uh, good company hit 1.0 and this is an in-depth management sim game with a few things that make it stand out in my opinion compared to other games like this so you are uh, taking over a as a entrepreneur slash factory slash workshop whatever you want to call it um, where you are building tech products and one of the cool things about this game is not only are you trying to maximize the efficiency and effectiveness of that, there's two pieces to it that I, I rather like, which they have an entire element of like market research built into it, where you are analyzing market trends, you are going in and you are setting the price for the products that you're selling and you're looking at like, do you wanna sell at a loss and gain more favor with your audience and build your base out? And so there's a really cool management aspect to that. Um, the other part that's really cool is, uh, there's an entire blueprint section where you are able to build out your product. So like when you start off, you're building calculators and then you branch over into Walkman and you get designed different Walkman and the, the blueprint is like a snap to grid. So thing like Tetris pieces, but each one of those might be a battery pack or a circuit board or an LCD screen. And there's component costs, of course, that you're, you're, you're thinking about when you're doing this. But then the other piece of it is, is you're going to go back and you're going to design your workflow on, okay, I need to source these parts and I need to manufacture, like, this is going to be an assembly line that is making the case. This is going to be the assembly line that's making the logic board. This is going to be the people making the speaker. And then that all gets assembled and moves over to another table. So like, you've got your component makers, you've got your assembly line area, and then you've got the whole logistical element. You can assign somebody to do the logistics. It's got a really, that's really, really cool. It is really fucking I, cool. Like you now get to be the asshole who takes out the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. It wasn't even on there. It wasn't even on it to begin with. Um, it is really neat. You go, is you go, we don't need function buttons. What if there was just some dumbass touch bar on the top right. of this laptop? <laughs> some other things that are pretty cool. Like when you're, laying, when you're laying things out. Um, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. There, they do, um, so there's a, a day cycle, not like day and night, but like a weekly cycle, of like when shipments and stuff will be coming in and you have this pallet delivery area where you set conditional rules on it. Like, Hey, I am pumping out at a pace, a lot of, like I'm making electronic cases, but parts of my, my workflow can't keep up with that area of my production. So what I can do is, is on that outbound pallet, I can go in and say, I want you to sell 25% of what we're making. And then the rest of them will go to it. So I don't get stuck in bottleneck. Like I'm actually making money on just like raw material. It's really fucking clever. I like it a whole lot. The interface is really, really nice. It's got a little wholesome look to it. Um, I think it would be a ton of fun to play with another person, not like in a sadistic, like overcooked way, but just because I think having another set of hands in there to like help with logistics would be kind of fun, but you need, uh, you need a was, you I need, need a was, was man jobs. I think the game's 20 bucks, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's, it's, it's 25 it's off right now. Yeah. And they've made another game that I, I have not played, but I thought looked interesting called the tenants. It might've been an epic 
game store exclusive for a while. It might have been a free game with Epic. Um, but I, they've, they've done similar types of games in the past, I think. So that's Chasing Carrots. Uh, that game's good company. It's one that I hope that we can quick look um, at some point in time and just show the madness there. I will call out, um, it's pretty focused. So at least at the beginning, you've got a roadmap that you're going through. So like each level introduces new things and there's like a three star, like, hey, you did all the things here. And then there's a free play mode that's in there, but they do a really good job of like easing you into taking on ownership of your business. Cause it's, it's dense for sure, but like it starts to come it, like together nicely. It sounds like the next step up from something like a game dev story. Like if you played one of those Kairosoft games and it's like, it's yeah, this is a very much management that. game, but it's super simple and super silly. This one is, well, what if we took it a little bit more seriously? Yeah. And I think that's a really, really smart call because the it's it's not quite tongue in cheek. And there's a little, even a little bit of a narrative to like you're trying to be the next thing. Like your dad used to do this and he's come in and like he'll give you advice on like product design. Um, you've got competitors stopping by that are like dickheads and like, hey, you're just a dumb kid. Quit doing this. Like there's some cool stuff in it. And uh, I think it's. I don't know like what's maybe changed in it since it's like early access roadmap, but uh, I, I am digging it and uh, I'll probably continue to put a little bit of time into that. All right, Chase, this one's for you, baby. I ran out of time. I was trying to get the, the name of uh, Slugworth. That's what I was thinking. Like, do you have like your Arthur Slugworth coming through going like, oh, I need to figure out how to make everlasting gobstoppers? Uh, there's a guy that's that's very slimy that comes through and and he's a bit of a dick for sure. Um, the next game's a mouthful, but it's worth it. Uh, I've been checking out and I'll say it right now, absolutely adoring my time with Symphony of War, the Nephilim Saga, and um, this is a game that, like, if I was going to pitch it really quick, and I think you said this as well, Chase, it's kind of like Advanced War meets Fire Emblem. Um, it's pixel art. Which it, which some people would go, well, Bobby, those are just the same game. They're made by the same studio. They yeah. look the same. What the hell do you mean when you say Advance Wars meets Fire Emblem? So, but there for, is like there is a reason. Like the the it is taking elements of both, even though they are kind of similar games. <laughs> yeah. So you know you are moving squads that you have, and a lot of what you're doing is squad based. So there's 49 or 50 different classes that you can have in this game a lot of classes it's a a lot lot (laughs) it's a lot um and you know like it'll go from like let's just say like kind of an entry point bowman into an archer and that archer can become a uh like a war a bow warrior can be like a fire emblem they call it a sniper yeah can become a samurai which i think looks really fucking rad where uh what's the the long stick with the blade on the end of it uh like a, it's not quite that it starts with a p glaive no i can't remember the name of it Balance? maybe oh that's they, like a shield thing they basically yeah, that's the samurai can specialize in two weapons which is awesome so you can do upfront cl- combat or you can do some archer stuff there's dragons so you can have a dragon just in your party and you can become a dragon rider at some point in time which is really fucking cool you mean a you mean a pole arm yes a pole arm thank you um but then 
the the piece that's really interesting about this is like there's a a trait amongst most people in this game that is like a leadership quality and if you have somebody who has that quality they can now control a unit and depending on the level you can you can disperse multiple units at a time and in that unit you can have i think i've like the biggest one i have has like five or six people within a unit and the crazy thing about that is, is you can start to tie into some of the elements that you would love from like a Fire Emblem game where you have bonds that happen with people. And then you can get some really cool synergies within these small groups. Um, I've got this paladin. She's fucking awesome. And I've got her loaded up with like two really great mystic healers. And so she is just ripping and tearing her way through things and just immediately like on every play getting healed up by them and she just absolutely crushes life it's it's fucking awesome and and that does seem like the like the differentiating factor here is that if you're playing a traditional fire emblem game you have a unit that is an archer or you have a unit that Mm -hmm. is a swords swordsman and they have different advantages disadvantages and if if you're the the person with the bow, you can't attack somebody directly in front of you. Or if if somebody attacks you as the archer, you can't counterattack them. Um, whereas if somebody attacks you with a bow and you're the sword guy, you can't counter that because they're too totally. far away. But in this in this game, you can build a unit that is mixed like that that has yep. some archers and has some sword people, and now. You can. You can yeah. do those two things. You can't do it as well as a unit if you had six archers in a right. single unit, but the the idea that you can have these kinds of, of mixed units that, that are able to, to do lots of different things, it, it builds into uh, a much deeper strategy element. And, totally. and I think that sounds really cool. It also sounds like a lot of fucking micromanagement, which on one hand sounds great to me, and on the other hand just makes makes it sound like battles are going to take forever. So I guess that's my big question is, Bobby, do you feel like you're spending more time building your squads and units and equipping them correctly and doing all this micromanagement shit? Uh, do you feel like you're spending more time doing that than you are playing the actual game? So far, no. There's a few things I'll call out here that I, I think are pretty interesting there. Um, it, it does chapters, so you're going to do chapter one. There's going to be some story beats. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be kind of a, a retro at the end of that where you are getting your squad ready for the next bit. And within that, you can, you're going to have your relationship conversations you can go through, and that's going to get you some currency and points that go into it. Because not only do you have all these things, you have an overall, just for like you, a, a tech tree that has multiple areas on it, and you are unlocking that. So by default, only the bottom row is ready to go. Once you've unlocked so many, the next row gets there, and it might cost one star to upgrade something on that bottom row. The next row is two stars. And it's things like um, your cavalry unit gets an ambush attack if it moves seven tiles before attacking. And this is one of those things is like, okay, I'm going to unlock this. It's going to increase the damage from that, but it's also going to lessen it to six tiles. So like you can unlock a skill like that, that would play into like your overall strategy outside of that. Um, you are also in the, on the battlefield, you're seizing and taking over things. And so like when you start the mission, uh, it's going to be like, Hey, there's a hidden dragon egg on this map. Uh, if you find it, you're going to get a dragon. Uh, also, there are there's a gym 
like a, a mineral mine or like a standard mine, there's uh, a couple towns that you can seize and take over and you get this currency or these items that you use to upgrade your units. So maybe I wanted to upgrade to that samurai that I mentioned. Well, I'd have to get my XP up, which is pretty fucking easy, but then I'd have to have the resources to, to do that. And when you go into your, so like your overview is all your squad. So it's like six tiles. Then you drill down into it and from there you can you can buy items from a vendor you can sell items and those are going to apply a buff to everybody within that unit so it could be like hey this is a metal jacket it's going to give everybody plus three strength whatever it's going to be um but then or metal jacket could be yeah it's one of those things um what was i saying Shit. um let me ask you a couple questions. Does yeah. does this game have? You mentioned the chapters. Does yep. it have a very linear story, or are you able to take on free battles to just grind for experience? If you want, it's pretty linear, and so far the story is interesting. Um, so I didn't really know too much about this, but Nephilim uh, is a being. I think it's usually like a, a hybrid human angel, and in this story, um, it starts off. There's a, of course. A big twist that happens like as you're getting tutorialized and like the, the game really opens up after the first chapter the first chapter is just to kind of set the stage what's happening um but you find out that not too dissimilar from like the way that link finds out that he has a triforce of courage you are one of these five beings and you get bonded to another one that's like hey this is weird uh we're we're, we're rescuing you essentially i'm one of these things and we think that you are too there's three other ones that we need to get up so we can go take out this big baddie. And um, I haven't seen like a direct, like I have this this ability because I'm one of these things, mm -hmm. but it is a situation where they're telling that story and you have a childhood friend and you are trying to locate that childhood friend because of things that happen in the game. And uh, so far it's been a pretty it, there's no there's no voice over here by the way this is all text-based but the story's been pretty engaging and it's got some great talking head style compared to the pixel art as well nice so your your character is a, a jinchuriki then yes i think johnny are you do you are you familiar with the jinchuriki yet has you gotten that far into naruto no okay. maybe he has i don't know <laughs> naruto is a jinchuriki you can you can tell that to dude and he'll be like whoa cool oh, okay <laughs> uh, oh, and by the way what does it mean you can it means, it means he's got like the big fox in him that's what it means oh okay they yeah. don't have um it's kind of like fire emblem with byleth like you can have a form that would be more female or a form that would be more male and it doesn't change too much in the story but you do have that you're, option. you are some sort of divine being yeah who okay cool does, uh, does it have permadeath? No. Um, so I was really worried about that. I actually started the game over the first time because uh, when I was in battle, uh, these two really cool people popped in that had some good attitude, and one was an archer. And uh, my poor archers got wiped out. I'm like, fuck, I really want that character. But um, it happened again. And I was like, well, maybe it's just like designed to have this happen. And uh, they will die on the battlefield, but they will be back ready to go for the next one. So, okay. And, uh, and when you mentioned the the items, like you mentioned mm -hmm. the the metal jacket, whether it's full or not, uh, and are those things that you equip to squads, or are those things you equip to individual characters in those squads? So, uh, 
I, if I'm not mistaken, because it said something like assigned to Bobby, but when you go in, because you can name your character, um, when you go into it, um, it looked like I was applying per soldier, but I, I might be wrong that it's like, because one of the first things I unlock on my, my tech tree, because by default you have one thing that you can like slot an item into, you can open up another one and then you can get up to three. So I, I can't remember if, I think that might be per squad and I think it applies to the squad, but I might be wrong there. It could be just, hey, Bobby has this in the squad and I was just misreading that. Um, and it, it's probably, make, it makes most sense that it would be per per individual because they get pretty granular with it. Like this is going to add like strength versus intellect or something like that. And that might not apply unless you have a whole squad thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, are there are there like weapons that you can equip? Because that would make even less sense if yeah, there are this sword so, to a squad. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. It, it is per person. There are things that yeah. in the tech tree would apply to the entire squad. Like, hey, you know, your your squads that are of sure. the light cavalry or the heavy cavalry are going to all have this boost. Okay, so you can have like full buffs and stuff that apply to the group but depending, depending on like what so like if you, you have so many man of a certain manage. type in one of your squads it's going to take on like hey this is a heavy cavalry squad and because of something that you can unlock within your tech tree hey heavy squads get plus 10 percent movement speed or whatever it may be like you know something like that so there there are things that you can unlock that would go towards what you build out the squad but then the items are going to be more specific to the person within the squad if that makes sense sounds but, awesome um, so really with, the way, cool. <laughs> with the way this game works having squads made up of you know, sometimes like a max of six people five or six you said um does that does that get to a point where it just feels like too many characters because if, if these are all like named fire emblem characters but you can put them all in different squads like that or is this one of the ways that it's kind of like advance wars where yeah, you kind of have like a head unit in this yep. in this squad, but then the rest are kind of unnamed, just extra people. Yeah, and one of the cool things there is I haven't unlocked this, but um, there's a market. So at the end of each run, you can go and recruit new people, and some of them are going to be a little bit further advanced than others. Then you're going to have your your trader that gives you your items, and you can sell stuff. There is a passive ability that you can get on the tech tree that non-leaders will acquire leadership skills so let's say that you wanted to grow leaders within your own team that way by the time they hit the ground running like maybe they've advanced into that samurai position that i mentioned earlier mm -hmm. and then you can just give them their own unit and start to recruit from the bar or wherever lesser skilled people so you can start to do those things um but what i have found the way it's it's pretty fast back and forth battling and like everybody a lot of the attacks are are area of effect so it's it's usually impacting like a wider range of people and so i i've seen clearing out units happen to me pretty quickly like if one part of that falls apart like you want to be careful on how you're building it out like maybe i had a really strong leader and the people around him were kind of dog water to quote jude you know mm -hmm. it's not going to be a situation where they're going to make it like if you lose your leader by the next time because each round like you get two hits. The other piece I haven't talked about is there's a morale system in this. So if you have higher morale, other things are going to happen in that battle versus lower morale. So like you can unlock something that if you take out the leader of the group, it lowers the morale. And if you get, let's say I have 
there was somebody I was going up against that had a mage or a healer or whatever, and I killed everybody around it. Well, that per or anybody really can surrender and then they can join up and go with you if you need them. So there are things that you can do to increase it. The um, other thing is, is when you go into an attack, you're going to unlock things on your skill tree. There's two other options. I've so rather just engaging in the battle, which is like what you would expect from from Fire Emblem, you can try and do a forced surrender. Now that's kind of a risk reward. So like if you're successful, that's great. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get all this stuff. But if you fail it, you're going to have like 20% lower evasion the next time you go into battle with them and little things like that. The other one that I just unlocked that's been really helpful is you can go in and when you start these battles with units on units, there's not really a way to say go for the archers or anything like that. But one of the things I have unlocked is target the leader first. So when I engage in battle, I can go in and try and take their leader out. And with that other thing that I have, which is going to lower the morale, I'm learning to maybe gain something from that too. So there's there's all kinds of ways that you can approach this from like building your squads out to unlocking things in your tech tree. It's just so fucking cool. Like I, I seriously have like fallen for it pretty quickly, um, playing it on my Steam Deck, playing it on my PC and playing it on handheld, just kicking back on the couch was fucking awesome. It was so good. It's really well done there. And uh, I, I am just like this game also is at an overwhelmingly positive on Steam right now. Like people seem to really like what they're doing. It's it's awesome. I, th I think the most important question um, is on the BCE scale. Hmm. Oh, uh, I, I you mean, know, you have your. Uh, oh, I don't know. Something Chase hmm. hates. And Super Robot Wars. Sure. Where, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star, yes. yes. Sorry. It's famously I, Star Wars. So from Star Wars to Super Robot Wars, where does it fall on that sliding scale? This is a say? tough this is a tough one for me, Johnny, because um I I'm I'm getting into some sacred ground here with Chase. And I know that like Fire Emblem is like the holy grail okay. here. So it's pretty high up there. And it's also one of those things where I've talked a lot about Kuroman, and I know that that's going up against Pokemon, which is very sacred ground as well. Sure. For me, I'm feeling just as impressed and surprised by this game. And like, there's been a lot of the things out there that have tried to be this, tried to be Fire Emblem, they failed. I think this does a pretty good job of doing some interesting things in the same way that Kuroman did against the Pokemon game, if that but helps it's, it, Yeah, it's, it's borrowing from these obviously very direct influences while also standing on its yeah. own yeah and that's what i was gonna say is that we've had we've had some other games that have tried to be fire emblems in the past in the recent past. and some of them are very promising and then yeah. they kind of fall on their fall flat on their face uh, i still haven't played dark deity yet which i have on the switch now uh and i know that was one that had a lot of hype going in that these guys these guys really know their shit when it comes to fire emblem and I've heard some kind of mixed things once it once yeah. it came out. Uh, I've played some other games. There's one called Rise Eterna that is just not just not a very good one of those. Um, and and we've we've definitely talked about all sorts of different Pokemon alikes that have had similar issues of it's just not it's not there. You know, yes, it's it's not enough to just like Pokemon and to to want to make a game like that. You have to kind of know your shit and. Some of these some of these places just kind of miss that stuff um but it is it is like these people seem like they actually do know their shit and they've put together something that is 
you know, not just a retread, but they're they're really trying something different with this form. And yeah. that sounds pretty cool. One thing I'll, I'll mention as I'm wrapping up here is um, the items are also following suit of like rare, like the green, blue, orange, purple for like rarity items on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a screenshot here pulled up. So just to kind of go back to the question around like how do items impact things? Uh, they have an item selected. It talks a little bit about like uh, HP, your attack capacity, all that stuff. It says with this item, heavy cavalry costs uh, two less capacity. So your capacity is how much you can have within your squad. And so cavalry, because they, they take up a square, like there's a grid when you're doing your planning and they take up a very large portion of it. Um, so they, they take up less. The other thing is, is that you're also so you can fit to- more morsels in. Is that what you're morsels. saying? Yes, exactly. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then you'll get an increase of five leadership and beneath it, it'll tell you like, Hey, you've got a total capacity of divvying this shit up of like 93 across all your units. Um, so little things like that. Like, so it does make it sound like you're going to get some carryover to like your overall stats, but maybe that increase of, um, like HP or whatever that'll go alongside it. So I, um, I think this is only on PC right now and uh, I don't know what plans there are for this game in the future, but I think this is an, uh, just a very well done game that uh, has surprised the hell out of me. I did in, when, when this game first launched, they had a big sale for their entire catalog on Steam. And this is from Dancing Dragon Games. Um, I picked it all up so that like you can get everything that they make right now for 25 bucks. The game itself is $19.99. So I was like, well, shit, for that, like I'll pay the five bucks and get the rest of it. Um, Deadly Sin is another game that they've made. There's two of those. And this one looks like um, more traditional, kind of like an old school Final Fantasy game. So like just straight up turn-based JRPG. I don't know much about it outside of that, but got a bunch of their games to check out. Might do that down the line. Um, I was going to talk about another game. I'm not going to because this rightfully so got a lot of time i'll just say point p is fucking awesome and you should check that game out if you have a netflix account and some sort of mobile device but both of you should play symphony of war because i will it's really fucking good (laughs) i i can't wait for my steam deck to get here yes uh johnny yeah we're gonna pass it over to you all right um so we all played that new Ninja Turtles game together last week. Yeah, we did. And I, mean, I, I didn't, but I was you, there. You were there. Uh, and this is the first one of these that I played since I was playing the old NES ones when I was a kid growing up. And it is, it is exactly that. And it's so good. And I had so much fun playing with you guys. And I just, I can't. I'm a little bit stupefied that they made it as good as they did. Cause you know, a lot of times whenever, um, you know, people try and cash in on nostalgia, it's, it's not always a quality product, but I feel like it was made with, with great love and appreciation for what came before, but also putting maybe their own spin on it. Cause it's, it, it has pretty complex, controls and there's, stuff that you can it's do in like, depth for sure yeah um for a brawler especially yeah exactly it gets it's not it's not as cut and dry as what you had on on, on those old arcade games uh and 
I don't know. Like I, I just I wanted to to get your thoughts on it, Bobby. And yeah. like, do you do you have like did you play those old games when you're when you're growing up, like at an arcade or on yeah, a man. console? I mean, look, like I was. Uh, uh, we've talked about this on a prior show, but like I was an advocate. I was the poster boy for the book at Reading Club at Pizza Hut, and yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, mine had I, a Mortal Kombat cabinet. I, didn't I think they all did cabinet. at one point in time. Uh, I remember mine had uh, uh, like Golden Axe for a long time, and it had mm-hmm. uh, Mortal Kombat. But at, at sometimes there would be other brawlers and stuff on there, and and it was something that I never liked to play. I mean, I guess like I shouldn't say that. A lot of the Super Nintendo days at home, there was brawler s games for sure. There's kind of dime a dozen of those games that I I, I dug, but mechanically. Uh, and just the attention to detail that like I I got from us playing this. Yeah. Not not, not Sonic Origins, but what was the other Sonic, Sonic game Mania? Game? The way that that was kind of a love yeah. letter, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like exactly a, like a this, similar thing here. Yes. Uh like the animations, yep. the art, little Easter eggs they have hidden in there. And it's just it's so fun. And like it's I feel like it's, you know, a known quantity like really what you're getting with this game but it's still not very long either right like yeah i, th- I think that we were we were pretty close i think yeah we were close to finishing um, it. and i just i had so much fun playing that game with you guys and it I has think. it has a uh, jump in jump out multiplayer so i've played it uh once by myself and i had one person with me when i started the level and by the time i got to the end of it it was six of us just kicking ass, taking names. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so far, I think I, I tested out Donatello, April, and Splinter so far. And I think I think Splinter might be my favorite. So I know so that they're far. all like a breakdown of, I think, six points, like just dis- mm-hmm. dispersed differently. Yeah, so uh, yeah, Splinter's really strong, but he's yeah. a little bit slower. Uh, April is very fast, but she doesn't deal as much damage. And uh, Donatello, I don't remember exactly what his stats are, but he's he got... machines. I yeah, know that Casey exactly. Jones will have um, seven points. So he's, okay. he's got the wow. most points to go into it whenever you get him, wow. and you, you get him from beating the game. I... I think that uh, I I was like, if you would have asked me like, hey, you want another Turtles game? I'd be like, nah, I'm okay. But after we saw that trailer, I'm like, that looks really promising. And then playing it, it feels really, really, really good. It yeah. looks great. Like I the shit that you would expect from like falling down the it, sewer, all that stuff. It's, like, kind, it's, of the, it's kind of the uh, Mario Maker thing. Like this, mm-hmm. it feels like you remember it feeling. Yep. But... Mm-hmm it feels better than yeah. what it used to be. Like if you yeah. tried to go back and play Turtles in Time or if you tried to go back and play Team and T the arcade game. You probably uh, still have a good time, but you'd still have a good time. It but would it's certainly its age. Right. Whereas this feels fresh. Good. It just yeah. feels right. It man it feels it's, smooth. It's it's everything you want it to be. I, I would I would put this down probably for one of the best surprises of 2022 oh, like I, was, I, I didn't I would say best style best surprise I was, biggest i was looking forward to it but to how it be as good as it is yeah, uh, is 
was really it was a great surprise and it was just i i don't think i feel like i had a smile on my face the whole time we were playing that yeah, on man. friday it was um, fun yeah and i i need to i want to get back to it and and finish it and i'm like casey jones um but have you played uh, that? I, I feel like that would be a cool game for you and your son have you all tried i haven't yet uh, I, think, I think he'd have a lot of fun. He's, he's had zero exposure to the turtles. So, what turtle do you think he would uh, be most? Michelangelo. Probably I, mean, I know he. Mikey. I know he is a Michelangelo. Yeah. I just don't know if mm-hmm. he would pick a Michelangelo. Donatello was always my favorite when I was a kid. Uh, of course. I mean, you're a nerd. I just mm-hmm. do. I had my favorite color and you, was purple. And you, lit- and you literally do machines. It's, that is your job. I don't do machines. You are yeah. a machine. Thank I you. am a machine. Um. Yeah, so I, I really I don't I can't say enough good things about uh, Shredder's Revenge. It's fantastic. It's on Game Pass on PC and Xbox. You should check it out if you have either of those things or that that service. Um, it, it kind of it kind of devalues so many other brawlers that are out there right now. Like, I, know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't there. There's kind of no reason to go and play River City Girls nope. anymore. There's there's kind I. I really enjoyed the Scott Pilgrim beat 'em up game when it yeah. first came out, and now it's back. It's great, isn't it? It's, you can go back and play it. Like, but Turtles is right there. I, yeah. I could just, I could I just know, play man. Turtles, it's and this, so well this game done. is better. So it's, it's, it's very, it's, very it's, good. It's it great. Seems like it's one of the better ones of the genre. I love it. Um, Agreed. And uh, I've been playing, you know, like some Monster Hunters and the usual stuff. I don't, I don't really need to get into uh, the only other new game that I checked out. Um, uh, we have a, a games channel at my job, and I posted asking people for their their uh, recommendations for anything that was on sale in the big Steam sale that's happening right now. And right yeah. here. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I gave you a bunch of games that were on sale, and you're just like, okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, somebody commented and said, hey, uh, I made this puzzle game, and it's on sale right now. Made it? And, hmm? I made it. Yeah, they made it. They're not just okay. That's that's very different from just finding it. Yeah. Okay. Um, And so I took a look at it. It's called Room to Grow. It is a puzzle game. Uh, And this is the cactus one. We just it is talking about. Yes. Uh, So the whole premise is you are controlling this cactus that's it's on a grid, and it's almost growing like the centipede does in centipede uh except you're not trying to eat an apple you're trying to move this other potted cactus into a hole somewhere on the the puzzle map and you say centipede did you mean do you mean snake snake yeah okay Uh, (laughs) yes it is uh snake is what i meant to say thank you chase um so you you're moving it and it does like it starts with very easy stuff and then it very quickly builds into to more challenging things. And there are uh, like walls and things that will jut out into the grid. And you can use that to move the cactus, like the one that you're controlling, but also use it to push the other cactus into the hole. And it has the same exact energy as Baba as you, where... You're like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> or I'm the stupidest man alive. Yeah, and it took like a minute of me watching the the trailer for this to just go, 
Oh no 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 mm-hmm. no 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 thank no thank you I can't yeah. I, it, it looks great it's it's got this really simplified art style to it I really like the colors that it's playing with uh, yeah. I think it has it has like a good game feel like yeah. the, the game juice as people call it um, mm-hmm. or like it, it just the the actions the little UI elements that are on there I think are all great um, but the way it shows some of those later puzzles where you have you have now extended the the cactus and and moved it around to this weird ass giant configuration that is now like grip or grappling the these two small round cacti that you're yeah. now trying to shift into these these specific spots and I just went oh oh I'm way too dumb for this. God. It actually, uh, it actually reminds me the the movement stuff reminds me more of uh, that game Snakebird. You remember that? Guy? You remember that? I, don't know if I remember that one. It's like a really colorful it. bird thing, but it's it's got that same kind of angled shape that you can you can make the bird, and you need to fit it into like that one. Also takes gravity into account, so you need to move the bird around in a in a way to keep it standing up, but also to push things around and to, to get into different places. Whereas this one is top down uh, and and it's it's more of like trying to move things on a grid than it is trying to move things on a vertical plane. I don't know if I know but, this game. Hmm. It looks Oh cool. it's it's a motherfucker. I'll tell you that. I get Snakebird is is definitely in the the Baba is you uh Patrick's Parabox and Room to Grow uh Oeuvre. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, real deceptively simple puzzle game. Uh but I don't know, I thought I thought I'd give it a little how much is it? It is it's ten bucks it's on it. sale for five right yeah. now at the time of recording. Very cool. On on Mac two or just on PC? Uh uh-huh. Yep. Cool. Nice. I mean even though I'm too dumb, I'm I might I'm I'm smart enough to give him five dollars. I might do that. Do it. All right, boys. You ready to talk about July? Yeah. Yep. Well, too bad. We got to still talk about June. Let's talk about our uh, previous month uh, and what our picks were and see how everybody shook out before we get into the games that are coming out this next month. Um, I said Nice World Public 2. And uh, I kind of still stand by that. Uh, Even though if you did buy the Switch version, uh, you can't you can't beat it right now. Kind of, it's kind of, kind of got a game-breaking bug to it uh, that doesn't allow you to beat the game. Yeah, that's also, that is that is unfortunate. It's a little unfortunate. Which I mean, it's not all that different from when it originally came out because it originally didn't really have an ending. The ending was rushed, and now they said, "Well, you know what? Fuck you! You don't even get to play the ending." Um, it's something that they're they're still that they're working on, and they'll, I'm sure they'll fix very soon. They they are aware of it. Um, and also the the DLC the the that has the true ending stuff that modders built into the game that stuff is not out yet to my knowledge. So um, even even though I'm glad I have it and I own it and I can't wait to jump in, I think you can probably wait uh, to uh, to sure. get the full experience. And, sure. and, but I'm still glad that game is out there. And as much as obviously I hate Star Wars. Um, hate it. I, I I think this is is one of the best Star Wars things ever made. Um, I also said Amori, which uh, you know I'm I'm still stoked to try at some point. Uh, I think it's a little pricey for what it is on the Switch. 
Game Pass, uh, so baby. I, I think I might. I think I might wait until it's in a, till it's either on sale or till I have something that has Game Pass on it, um, to to give that a shot. But I'm still pretty excited about Amori. And then um, let's see. I wrote some big long thing that sounds like it's uh, it's justifying things. Uh, I want to say Sonic, but all I really care about are the new animated scenes that will definitely be on YouTube. So instead, maybe Metal Max. Uh, and you know what? Good thing I didn't buy Sonic. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, game, that game sounds like it's uh, it's in some bad shape. Uh, yep. But yep. Uh, I will I will be checking out those animated scenes. That's for sure. Uh, I bought Metal Max Zeno. And uh, I haven't played it yet. I still think that thing looks real silly and fun, and I, I plan to play it at some point. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty happy with my picks, even if I didn't actually physically play any of them. I mean, that's the Chase Kenny promise. So yeah, that's what more do you want? On brand. Uh, Bobby, you had Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Is that is that out yet? It uh, came out thirty four minutes. Ago. Yeah, thirty four minutes. Ago. Okay, perfect. So Bobby, what do you think about it? I played the demo actually of Sunbreak, and I really, I really liked the additional changes they put in there when it came to some of the wire bug movements and some of the silk binding moves. Or I think silk bound moves, whatever they're called. Long story short, you're able to switch us on the fly, which is a huge win uh, on the field, and you really get a bit more strategy on how you would tackle things. But I played a lot more Monster Hunter this month, getting ready for that that expansion sure. and uh that game's still very good and i think this expansion uh from what i'm reading and seeing That's very good awesome. also yeah. and, and even this expansion isn't it's not just here's your chunk of new content and there you go it's that they still have a plan for you know piecing out more more monsters and more things over mm -hmm. a over a season mm -hmm. kind of plan right that and they're starting to do like variants of the monsters yeah that there's are like a be. there's like a variant narcacuga that's gonna mm -hmm. show up at some point yep. yeah so cool yeah. cool shit like that which nice that makes like i would be really inclined if i can get a piece of a narcacuga that had maybe a different color to it or different stat to it or one of those things like that would be a-okay by me so yeah. ro rotate that shit out i can't wait i'll, I mean, I'll, I'll probably fight something tonight when we get done recording there's already three different kinds of Narcacuga and Monster Hunter stories. It's one of the cooler too. parts of that game, too, man. It's one let's of the cooler go, parts of that let's game. Go get them. Uh, you had Soldiers. I have I purchased this game. I really like a lot of what this game's doing. I find this game very challenging, and uh, it is. I did like this game very you, much. You know, I I was really hot on that demo for it. And I was playing through trying to figure out like what class I want to go with. And you can't switch your classes. Like it's kind of like that's your run. Um, it's it's hard. It's a hard Metroidvania. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that you'll get to a point where like, because there's a lot of shit you can unlock that will make you much more powerful. Um, I, I wanted it to like continually go back and try more of it. I just, I kept having this like paralysis on like am i choosing the right class and trying to figure that out so i don't know like i go like like johnny like there was some points i'm like i don't think i like this to other points I'm like this is really cool i should see it through and uh it looks I, great yeah it no it's great, great. It looks it has it a looks great, great art style and stuff i just yeah. i didn't i don't know i didn't like playing it sure unfortunately and then, Bobby, you have uh, Diablo slash Outriders. Now, those are two very different games. Yeah, I'm not doing Even anything with Outriders. Also kind of the same game. 
Yeah, I played all of Outriders when that first came out. I don't have a desire to you go. Jumped over a lot of ledges. A lot of had ledges. A great time. But Diablo really blew up after putting that on paper. Um, so when you said Diablo, this, that's Diablo Immortals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And I ended up uh, tonight, as I mentioned, I, I beat the main campaign there, and then I picked up Diablo three because of that game, and I I beat the main campaign in Diablo three for the first time. And uh, I've played outside of Monster Hunter. Probably the month of June was really much, just like a lot of Diablo. Well, there's a there's a game we'll talk about here pretty soon that's uh, that might scratch your itch. So okay, we'll we'll see cool. about that. And then Johnny, you had uh, you yeah. also had Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. We discussed. Uh, I mentioned the the Metal Max. You also had Metal Max. I don't, I don't think you bought that game, right? No, I didn't even remember putting that on my list. Yeah, I I, I thought I had something else in there. I thought I had Sonic. You might have, and then you might have thought that. You changed it after know. we watched the trailer because we watched the trailer yeah. a few times. It was a, it was a pretty cool trailer. I'll yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if you should play. It. Okay. Uh, and then you had Mario Strikers. That was your big one. Mario yeah. Strikers Battle League, and and ha- I know we've talked about it on the show, and you seem to be pretty positive on that. Yeah, it's good. Um, I haven't played as much of it as I thought I would have, um, but what I have played, I have enjoyed. I do know that it has some fair criticisms as far as like being worth the price of admission. But for someone like me who's been clamoring for an update to the series since the last one came out almost fifteen years ago, it's I'm I'm still glad that I bought it. Nice. Good. All right, well, let's go talk about some free stuff now, uh, which is just as well, because both uh, Microsoft and Sony put out their, their free games today, so or put out what's going to be free today, so that's uh, yeah. useful. On PlayStation Plus, now, I guess I have to say this now, this is your PlayStation Plus essential tier, not the other tiers. You... Essential tier is the one that gets your so many free games a month, and all the other tiers have the other bullshit on it. Um, your game demos and your PS3 shit and all that. Uh, anyway, for PS5, uh, these games both also have PS4 versions. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Uh, Johnny, you played that, right? Yeah. What What'd you think? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, then I, not. I played... I got the um, the collection, the remake of wow. remakes of the first games, and it's good. Yeah, but I have not played. I'm gonna download this and play it, so I will. Yeah, I, I've I've heard people say it's it's maybe a little too much like an old school crash game for its own good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that as well, like in terms of uh, like yeah. difficulty and stuff. So we'll see. But again, it's it's free if you're a PlayStation Plus member. So there you go. Uh, and then also Arcade Again. Which is uh, coming to PS4 and PS5. Uh, that is actually coming out this month, and I'll tell you, uh, I didn't even put it on our list of games that are coming out this month because I thought it looked fucking lame. Whoa. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it looks it's a PvPVE game, and it's a uh, it's a shootery kind of battle royale looking thing. Uh, yeah. What is this? Osmosis Jones? It, that's yep. Uh huh. Yep, all the characters look like they come straight out of a weird punk version of Osmosis what Jones. This, what is this, like Osmosis mm-hmm. Jones fucked Beast Wars back in the 90s and this is his offspring? I, I think it looks kind of bad. I think it, it looks, looks bad. bad. 
Okay. So we're not going to talk about it when it comes to the games that are coming out this month, but uh, it is free, so I wanted to mention it. Uh, and then on PS4 only, uh, I mean, it will work on your PS5, but it's a PS4 version. The Dark Pictures Man of Medan. This is by Supermassive Games, those people from behind uh, games like Until I heard Dawn. This one's just okay. Most recent Corey. Uh, yeah, the Dark Pictures games, I, I don't think are nearly as beloved as something like Until Dawn or, or even the things that people are talking about the Quarry uh, that just recently came out. Quarry's very cool. I've been watching. I watch. I watch some people stream later. a little bit of Man of Medan, and I don't think it. I don't think it looks very good, which is weird to say because supermassive games. Like the, the thing is that they look really good. Like the, it's the it's the closest I've seen to human faces since like the the Team Bondi La Noir shit. Um, and I just don't remember Man of Medan looking all that good in the in the character department. Um, I don't know, but hey, it's free. It's free. It's out there, and I think it's supposed to do some cool things, especially with co-op. I think there's there's some things where people are playing different characters in the story at the same time that could be kind of interesting. Um, so that's that's out there. Uh, for Xbox Games of Gold on your Xbox One and Xbox Series consoles, you can get Beast of Marvel Island. Uh, that is available July 1st to July 31st. This game is kind of like a kind of like what we wanted new Pokemon Snap to be from uh, from what they said. It's a it's a 3D kind of puzzly game. Huh. Uh, you can just take take photos. It's it's not exactly open world to my to my knowledge uh, from what I saw, but it's it's not it's not on rails like Pokemon Snap is. And the idea is that you you have creatures around you and you can kind of search around and hunt for that perfect shot. Seems seems kind of cool. Uh, also, Relicta, which uh, is available from July 16th to August 15th. That game is about uh, magnetism and and kind of a, a puzzle. Baby. How does it work? It's a good question. Um, it's kind of like an action puzzle game where you're using magnets. I, I think it's first person most of the time. Okay. And, uh, and you're kind of bouncing around different areas. Uh, then for your Xbox 360 games, which are still compatible with your Xbox Series X and and uh, Xbox One, Thrillville Off the Rails, which uh, is you build roller coasters and then you ride them in first person. So uh, that's that's what that is. And then uh, Bobby, this one's for you. Torchlight, the first hey, one. Uh, some would game. say the good one or the only good one. Uh, the original Torchlight is available from July 16th to July 31st. Uh, it's it's pretty simple. It, it does come, I believe, from X Blizzard devs who who started this new studio and made and made Torchlight. Yeah. It's one single dungeon that you go down to. It's procedurally generated, uh, but you go down these floors of this dungeon and you can go back up to a singular town. Um, it's actually Neat. kind of like the first SteamWorld dig in that way. Yeah, yeah. You just It's kind of going down as far as you can and then going back up and, and selling your wares. Um, I think it's a really good one of one those of kind yeah. of Diablo games. Um, and, and it's small and focused and interesting. And I think they, they kind of got off the rails a little bit um, when it came to Torchlight 2 and Torchlight 3. But I, I had a great time with Torchlight 1. I don't know how the console version feels. I know trying to make Diablo-style games work sure. on a controller is somewhat hit and miss. So uh, your mileage may vary there. But I played the first Torchlight on a MacBook Pro, 
uh, a long time ago and had a great time with it. So, Bobby, I think uh, I think that might be something you should try checking out. Yeah, I, I have I have it in my Steam library. I should definitely play that. Cool. Uh, and do you want to hit us up with some Game Pass stuff real quick? I do. First up, you get Far Cry 5 on July 1st. I am going to slow down for just one second here and make a, call, uh, a case for both of you. For Last Call BBS, I sent a link to this to Johnny via Steam because it hits early access the same day. This yeah. game, Chase, looks fucking wild. And for both of oh. you, it has eight full games built into it. And one of those is a game called mm-hmm. Steed Force Hobby Studio, where you assemble robot models based on the anime smash hit Steed Force right on your computer. No sandpaper required. Oh, and, I'm seeing this now. Yeah, it uh-huh. looks fucking cool. Um, oh, but a bunch of mini okay. games that you can play. Some of them are like, you know, programming type things on it. Uh, this game looks really neat. And I am thrilled to see it on the list for Game Pass. We do not have it on our actual coverage this evening. But uh, we do uh, not. But it does say July fifth that I'm yep, seeing. July fifth. And so it's it's in early access now, and it's, it's coming out no, July fifth, or it's, it'll it's, come out in early access July fifth. Yep, it'll come out in Got early it. access on July fifth. Okay. Um, Match Point Tennis Championships hits July seventh. As Dusk Falls is coming out July nineteenth, and Immortality is coming out July twenty sixth. Uh, the one that I don't have on here. Uh, that I, I did see get added today is Escape Room something, Escape Room game. There's a new Escape Room game coming out that's going to be on here also. Um, yeah. Games leaving, EA Sports FIFA 20, sorry, Johnny. Jurassic World Evolution, sorry, Jurassic yeah. World Evolution 2. Uh, Last Stop and MotoGP 20, sorry, MotoGP 20. Um, and those are your Game Pass games that will be going out uh, June 30th. They're all leaving June 30th. All right, that's uh, that's either tomorrow if you're or t- tomorrow if you're watching right now, uh, today if you're on the East Coast and you're watching right now, or yesterday if you're listening to the archive, or even further yes. if you're listening further away. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some games for July, and I got to tell you, the beginning of this month fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was stuff, and I just was like, these games all look like garbage. I don't want to even talk about any of these. Just, uh, just play the end of the month. BBB. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, the end of the month uh, seems to be getting a lot better than that, but the beginning, a little thin. So uh, we're going to start here on July 8th. Uh, just skip over the whole first week. No no, po- no importance whatsoever. Uh, Klonoa Fantasy Reverie Series is coming to PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. This is a collection of remasters of Klonoa 1, Door to Phantomile. Phantomile? Phantomile. I'm going to say Phantomiel. It sounds more fun to say. And Clonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil. Lunatea's Veil? Again, you Lunatea. got me. I don't know. Um, I, I've never played a Clonoa game. Have either of you guys played a Clonoa game? No. Negative. <laughs> cool. Um, they look simple. They look a little Kirby-ish. Uh, I kind of like this character design. I've, I've always thought Clonoa seemed kind of neat. Not quite my uh, tempo, I don't think. Yeah, I, there was a there was a brand new Klonoa game that came out recently. I thought that looked kind of good, um, and I think there have been some GBA Klonoa games, or at least one that looks kind of cool. But I don't know if this is quite what I'm looking for. But huh. if you like Klonoa, if you played Klonoa when it originally came out, I think on the PS One, um, then then this might be for you. 
Okay. On the 14th, Power Wash Simulator is coming to PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And in my notes here, let's see, I have, um, my note is, hell yeah! That's my note. That's my fucking note. Hell it's, yeah, baby. The one thing I'm excited about for this is, and I haven't the had one a chance. Thing, well, the, the one, one thing I'm excited about is the game. So they added in multiplayer on this, and I think that, okay. that would be fucking awesome. And they made it kind of—they oh, yeah. made the power washing suits kind of resemble the Among Us c- colors. Oh, sure, of course. Um, but I, I we, would. Can we, can we spray each other? Oh yeah, can we, we can spray each other. Can we can soak each other. Soak each other, each other. Um, that's it. That's get real. Get real. But wet. this should be a game that we maybe consider playing for like a Monday or Friday night at some point in time if we can. Uh, I don't know if that's crossplay or anything like that, but um, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I uh, this is this is one I would love to play. Uh, yeah, man. We we had a great time uh, the couple times that we've played this on streams. I I think this seem I just think that's a great that's a great idea for a game. Very well yep. done. Yep. Uh, on the nineteenth, I believe, Bobby, did you? Yeah, you did mention this in the in the uh, Game Pass games as dusk falls. Coming to PC, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Yep. Uh, I think it has a pretty interesting art style. It's uh, it's like a little bit the the Walking Dead, just in in terms of it's a kind of adventure game where people will remember that kind of stuff. Um, but it seems more in a kind of like No Country for Old Men style yep. world. Yeah, I don't I know. Just, like I, I like I like this art. I like this. I like these weird stylized stills that uh for sure that they've built in i think that's a cool idea i mean being on game pass i'm absolutely going to check it out uh I, I like a good narrative story and if it's kind of a choose your own adventure choices matter type situation like i could see uh what i would hope would be maybe a little bit more focused shorter experience like hey get through this the story on a weekend or something like that i think that would be a a neat experience for sure uh, on the 19th, we're getting Endling Extinction is Forever for PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. This is a side-scrolling adventure game. You play as uh, a mother fox, and you're kind of protecting your, your cubs. Um, there was a game that came out a bunch of years ago called Shelter, and then okay. there was a, a Shelter 2, I believe. And the, they kind of had a similar concept. Mm-hmm. I think those were more 3D than, than this is. Um, and I, I always wanted to play them. I thought they had a really cool look and, and story to them. This game also has a has a really great look to it. I, I like the idea of playing as this this kind of mother fox and and some at some points taking care of your cubs. I think there's even uh, some parts where you you could sacrifice a cub if you needed to to save the other ones. And wow. uh, it's it seems like something that's going to be a, a bit of a tearjerker. Um, but I think uh, I think it looks pretty pretty yeah, epic. Yeah, it cool. does look neat. Looks uh, really neat. Moving on, uh, same day, and unfortunately, uh, Endling is going up against another game where you play as a, a furry little animal, um, and that game is called Stray. And Stray, we've seen a couple times at different Sony events. Yeah. Uh, Stray looks fucking good. Stray is coming out for PC, PS4, and PS5. This is that cyberpunk cat game, and uh, I I want to play Stray. Me too. I really, really want to play yeah. Stray. There's a dedicated meow button. I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah, I think uh, 
I think this is going to be a really beautiful game. And um, even though I'm more of a dog person than a cat person myself, I am excited to check this out and just really kind of explore this cyberpunk world. I think that'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think uh, I think this could be a really cool way to explore space and think mm-hmm. about faces differently. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm pretty jazzed for it. Yep. Uh, uh, also, really quick on that, Chase, yeah. like, I think it's worth just calling out because we do highlight Game Pass a lot. Um, sure. With the new tiers for PlayStation, they did say that this oh, would be right. included with that if you were to up your your membership. Yeah, I think it I th- is one of the, the more full, expensive ones. Is yeah. yeah, I think it might be the top one. I can't I don't remember. remember the tiers on PlayStation Plus. It's still stupid to me, but yes, yeah. if you have a higher tier, it's higher than essential. I know that. Yeah. Uh, for but sure. if you have one of those one of the high tiers, then I think you get this game for free. Extra and premium. Okay. Sure. Maybe I heard extra. I think I I think it was I don't know. Fuck it. Um, the next day, 720, uh, comes Severed Steel for Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Bobby, I think we played this, right? We played I have this, this game. A, we, we played a demo. I bought this game. I have this game. Okay. Okay. This is a uh, port of a, of a 2021, came out last September, uh, PC game. Uh, it, it's, this one's kind of weird scheduling wise. It's coming to PS4 and PS5 on 720. It's actually coming to Switch the next day on 721. And then on Xbox, it's coming out the day after that on 722. Uh, so weird staggered releases. But yeah, Bobby, if tell, you tell are, me more yeah, about like, your experience. It It is somewhere between a neon white and a super hot when it comes to game feel. And yeah. you are... Uh, doing some very quick, fast-paced running parkour through a level. Um, You are missing an arm. You have an arm that gets amputated in the game and ends up getting an upgrade, like a cannon on it, that you're going to be using to, like, hey, I've got a few charges. I'm going to blow a hole in this wall and surprise people and do some cool shit. It's hyper-stylistic. It moves very quick, and I think this is one of those games that you would look at from a distance and be like, Hey, that's kind of like my friend Pedro. I don't want anything to do with that. Cause I won't be that good, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun to be had with the bullet time effect. So I would say like, if you enjoyed super hot, if you enjoyed neon white, very different from both of those, but also like, I would say like that style of shooter, maybe this kind of lives in that bucket of like, Hey, these are some like art house shooters that I think are worth your time checking out. It's, it's cool for sure. Yeah. I mean, neon white is putting you on a timer. When, yeah. when you play that game, the, the whole point is to try to get things under a time limit. And this this game, I, I'm sure it does grade you on some kind of time, but uh, that doesn't seem to be the point of it. It's no. it's actually, I mean, I, I like the games that you mentioned, but I think it also has a little bit of Hotline Miami and maybe yeah. even some anger. For totally, it, uh, totally. I played that one recently. Yeah. Totally. I, in, I played the, the demo games. for this, I think. Oh, yeah? And thought it was real cool. But I, it is cool. I didn't end up uh, picking it up i, I have a feeling this plays this will play way better on a pc with a with a mouse than <laughs> yeah. it on a controller yes i i don't but know even still i want i want to give this a shot when it hits consoles if it's also coming to um steam but currently at the time of this recording this is an epic game store exclusive ah uh, okay 
Uh, yeah, I, I do not know. I don't. Uh, I didn't see a PC release on page when I was when I was looking up dates for things. Yep, yeah, it's a cool game. Uh, the next day, 721, we're getting a game called Post Void. Uh, I'm going to say before Bobby clicks, I mean, he's already clicked and you're seeing it right now. There is a, a seizure warning on this one. Maybe just look away. Or if you're listening to the audio, continue doing what you're doing. Uh, um, uh, Post Void is, uh, uh, I'm going to say boy. it looks kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't like this. So this game came out on Steam in 2020. Uh, it's kind of like if uh, Severed Steel looked, uh... I mean, yeah. I don't want to say it's worse, a... but... It's got the same feel as, like, uh, Cruelty Squad. Yeah, yeah. But... I mean, it, yeah. Looks, it looks like somebody made Doom. I'm just going to but... pause it on this is, the screen. This is we go. one of those uh, boomer shooters I've heard a lot. Yeah, shooters. It's, it's definitely got a Doom feel to it, but it is... Uh way faster and way something else Grosser. man uh, it is and also like way on some fucking dmt lsd yeah dude this thing's something fucked. Your, your your brain's on some kind of drug when you're going through this uh yeah this thing looks fucked uh but in a way that kind of tickles something in me i i don't know i don't know we'll we'll see uh let's let's move on uh, also, on the same day, 721, we are getting River City Saga Three Kingdoms for hey. PC, Switch, and PS4. This is one of those Kunio-kun brawlers, except this time it's set in the Three Kingdoms era. Um, which, you know, I, I hear there's a game called uh, Turtles that um, kind of just does that this. That does go... They could do better. the Turtles 3 and do both of these things almost. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, now the now the difference here is that these are these are a little bit more RPG than than a traditional brawler. There's you're you're gaining experience, you're buying equipment, you're doing more things than you would in the in the turtles game, I imagine. Um, but you guys, you guys know I, I like my Dynasty Warriors here, and I oh, yeah. talk about Three Kingdoms all the time. And Bobby, something you don't know that uh, that Johnny does, I finally am putting my money where my mouth is, and I am three chapters in. To romance of the three kingdoms i'm actually reading the fucking book um nice. it's okay so far it's it's cool it's cool to see things and go oh i know that that yeah. was i remember when that guy froze the river in dynasty warriors 3 this is kind of like that um it's been it's been fun um i don't see a ton of stuff in this trailer that is like you're not seeing you're not seeing the characters. I mean they're they're in here somewhere. I, I know I I thought I saw uh Sao Sao at some point, but it seems less about these legendary figures than something like Dynasty Warriors would be or something like Romance of the Three Kingdoms is. It, it's more just kind of like a hey, we're in the era thing. Uh, which is cool, but that's not why I come to Dynasty Warriors. I come for those kind of larger than life characters. So uh so we'll for see. Sure. But I, I I just like things that say three kingdoms in. That's that's a, a time period I find very interesting. Oh yeah. Uh, moving on, uh seven twenty two, we're getting live alive on the Nintendo Switch. This is that nineteen ninety four uh JRPG that never came over here originally. Uh it came out on the, the SNES uh originally. 
Um, but it's getting an official translation. It's getting that HD 2D remaster look to it. It's a little bit like um, Triangle Strategy. No, 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 not Triangle Strategy. Octopath. What's the one I'm thinking of? Octopath Traveler. Thank you. Um, a little bit like Octopath, where you're where you're picking characters, but these different characters are in different time periods. So you're not you're not eventually getting the full party. I think these are individual stories that you're I, going through. I played a little bit of the demo. Yeah, and. I picked the future because there's three chapters that do carry over from the demo. Um, mm -hmm. I I found like I didn't get to any combat at all in mine, and I found it to be really slow, like really, really, really slow to get that that going. And um, it looked great, and the voiceover work is is fine in it. Um, I want to see it through. Like I'd like to at least get some combat and see what that's all about. But in that demo, I I walked away from like feeling maybe I chose the wrong start for this. And, and, and maybe you did, because the thing I've heard is that the different stories actually are very different. And, yeah. and I, I imagine they also feel very different. So maybe you picked one that is just very story heavy instead of yeah. getting right to the kind of combat. Uh, there is a I robot. hear very good things about this RPG. And I that really that like you get to name, and I named my, my robot robot and uh so that name. was pretty good um but yeah I, I it looks good and uh I'm, I'm really curious about it i like the idea quite a bit and uh again the demo you get three levels that do carry over for the main game if you choose to buy it so i'm at least going to play through that demo and see if it ends up gripping me a little bit more because i think there's some promise here from what i i'm seeing yeah i i didn't end up grabbing the demo because i i don't think it matters who you go through uh, in the in the stories, like what order you go through the stories, but I didn't know if those three stories were the ones I wanted to go through first. So I I am gonna wait till the full game comes out because I imagine there's gonna be a story that I want that I'll be attracted to, and I don't want. So you just... are gonna pick this up, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to spoil something, this is definitely gonna be one of my top picks for the month. Yeah, cool. Uh, let's move on to 726, and uh, Immortality is the game. It's coming to PC and Xbox Series X. This is a, a new game from Sam Barlow. Uh, that's the, the guy who made the Her Story and the Telling Lies, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of another one of those, but when I say another one of those, I mean a, an interesting kind of trippy idea that, that takes full motion video and does something with it. This this one, uh, it's a, a single actress, I believe, and you're going through her filmography, and you're, you're trying to kind of put a story together based on the different roles she's played in her in her in her life in her filmography. Um, I think that's a cool idea. It, this one is on Game Pass, by the way. We talked about it earlier, but this will be hitting Game Pass as well. Got so uh, I have not played those other ones. I, I've I've seen uh, I've listened especially to the short the short game guys talk about a few of these because they, they seem to fit their mold really nicely there. Yeah, and I'm sure you listened to the Gamers on the Go episode of Her Story. I did not. You're an avid, you're an avid listener. I mean, I, I wouldn't. We we spoiled the shit out of it. You should just play Her Story. But I've heard very similar things that like these games yeah. are good, and uh, I'm excited to get to check one of these out on Game Pass. 
Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I would wholeheartedly suggest playing her story. Um, I, I have not played Telling Lies. I would like to, and then I'm pretty excited for this one too. But um, her story, I can tell you, is a, is a really cool game. Nice. Um, on seven twenty eight, we are getting Azure Striker Gunvolt three for Nintendo Switch. Uh, shout out to our good friend Jiggy San. I know he is a one of the fans, one of the bigger fans of Gunvolt. Kind of these are these are like a this is. This is the real successor to Mega Man. It's uh, it's certainly not uh, Mighty Number no. Nine. Um, like these, these are the games that that feel like they've taken Mega Man and also like the Mega Man Zero games and have have done something with them and, and carried on that spirit. Um, I have not played one, but I hear people like them. And since Capcom ain't making any new Mega Man games, they'll they'll put out old Mega Man games all day long. But they. Sure. Uh, they don't want to make new ones, so I'm glad somebody's out there and uh, and making these style of games because they're just not getting made anymore. Nice. Good on them. Also on 728, Bear and Breakfast comes out for PC and Switch. Uh, Bobby, I know we played a little bit of this one, I believe, on a on a Steam demo. What's the note? It's also Chase? shown again. Uh, I believe it says "Hell Yes" in all caps. I didn't write that, but I I endorse that. Yes. Um, and I think most recently it was shown again on the Wholesome Direct. Yep. Um, I mean, you're you're our resident bear who loves breakfast. Why don't you uh, tell <laughs> yes. us more about this? Uh, well, Chase, it's a bear, it's breakfast, and it's a, you guessed it, crafting a management sim game where you get to open up your own bed and breakfast by, you know, chopping down wood and getting resources and crafting and building it. This is 100% my shit, like, mm-hmm. all over um i can't wait i'm actually gonna try and get sarah to play this because i think she's she's been struggling to find something to scratch that uh animal crossing itch and i i think this is that perfect balance of cute wholesome and you know resource managing kind of like that is so i can't wait i i'm i'm really excited for this um i i think it looks really good Oh, all trying. right, guys. Two more to go. Um, let's. Uh, they both come out on seven twenty nine. Let's start with Xenoblade Chronicles three. Going to switch it up. Sorry, Bobby. Um, okay, yeah, there you go. So, sorry about that. I we saved it. the best for last, right? Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three is coming out to Nintendo Switch. There was a whole uh, Johnny. You watched the direct on this at least a little bit, right? You know more than I do. But tell, tell me about Xenoblade Chronicles Three. They made a Xenoblade. Uh, Did they? I think so. I don't. Okay. Uh, you know, it has the the big machines and sure. anime ladies. Light up swords. It does People. have some anime ladies. Based the on anime what ladies, I don't believe are your swords anymore. Doesn't look that way. Uh, this thing's been selling out like crazy. Like at least one of the versions of it. Like I think people, people are people really are excited. very excited for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the first Xenoblade Chronicles going over this well. I, I I guess it was enjoyed enough. I did not like it. Felt too much like an MMO to me. I liked um, what I played of it. I put like yeah, 15, and you, 20 hours and you into famously it. finished the game, right? Yeah, you, I didn't, you but I played enough of that playing. game to say <laughs> I enjoy Xenoblade Chronicles. I know, I know. This, I'm giving this you looks like a spectacle. 
Yeah, it does. It does. This is this is one of Nintendo's premier RPG uh, series these days. Um, but I, I don't think it was really until Xenoblade Two that it really took off. We got so we got Xenoblade Chronicles, and then we got Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U, and nobody played that because it was Wii on the Wii U. <laughs> um, and that game has never gotten ported, even though people really like that game. Uh, it just it's a it's a very cult classic because you have to be in a cult to buy a Wii U. Uh, and then two came out and I, I, it might have something to do with the big titty anime ladies, but uh, people love two. Yeah. Two. Well, two even, they even had fucking nuts. Armor and shit for two in Breath of the Wild. You could put right. Xenoblade two armor on huh? Link in Breath of the Wild. Rex's armor, I believe, is the main character. Um, two is so big and so popular that even I, a person who did not like Xenoblade Chronicles 1, said, fine, fuck it, I'll buy that game. And then never played it, but I bought it, uh, which is, again, the important, th- <laughs> the important part. Um, and I, I mean, people are excited for this one. I just don't... I guess I just don't see why. I, don't, I haven't seen the thing that compels me to go like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Not, not in the way that 2 did. Like, even though I wasn't a fan of the series i at least saw what was compelling about two that made me go okay yeah i need to i need to pick this up i mean it looks it looks fine it this looks will only be on even kind of good yeah. yes this That's is a bad. nintendo published game it is too, too bad only. <laughs> yes bobby will never play it but you've never played the other one so i didn't expect you to um anyway it's it does seem like it's pre-selling quite well i think there yeah. are some it physical broke their fucking website. That are already sold out yeah it broke some, broke some <laughs> websites it got its own fucking nintendo direct just to say here's some stuff about the game um, i know i know that my artists that i follow on twitter are going nuts about it and already making fan art of of the characters I bet people there. are pretty horny right now they oh, yeah. are but again like if you are horny xenoblade chronicles 2 is the game for you I, I I don't see the horny characters. Well, in I'll here. be skipping that one for sure. I'm playing three then. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's stop fucking around. Let's talk about the actual best game that's going to come out uh, in July, and that is, of course, on 7:29. Digimon Survive coming to PC, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. It's uh, a visual novel that's also an XCOM, um, and it stars Digimon and. It's been delayed a lot, and it might end up being terrible, but I think it looks really good. <laughs> I think it looks really promising. I'm extremely excited about it. I love the way uh, in this, I think this trailer that we're seeing now is the first time they've actually shown how the, the Digimon can evolve, and and they show the, the trees of, of how you can go from one monster to the other. And I think that stuff's really interesting. I believe this game is supposed to have permadeath, so I, I'm also interested to see how that works. Uh, I, I, I just I think this is really cool. I I love XCOM style games, and uh, I, I also enjoy the Digimon, as you guys might uh, be aware of. And I, I think what they're showing off here is something that really scratches a lot of itches. Well, how do my non Digimon? Uh, knowing friends feel about this. I think I'm interested it, in this. Game. Yeah, like looking at some of the combat stuff here. Like, 
I I like that style of game quite a bit as well, and uh, I'm a fan of of creature collecting games. And I think even though I don't know anything about Digimon, um, if I just went into this looking for can I get a game that maybe gives me some Persona stuff with some XCOM stuff with some creature collection stuff? Like, I'm sure, I, I say this wholeheartedly, I could probably find something to enjoy with this, even though I, I don't know yeah. a lot about it. I, I bet you could. And and honestly, I don't think you need to know much about Digimon to to understand this game. It's It's actually one of the weird things about this franchise is that the people who make it are... It's very, very odd in the way that they talk about this series. Like, you you do not hear the Pokemon company or Game Freak talking about Pokemon the way that the developers of Digimon talk about Digimon. Like there is an upgrade there, too. Yeah, if you if you pre-order or you get, like, the day one version or some early version, you get Geomon, who is uh, the, was made in Tamers, which is the third season of Digimon, which is the one I'm currently watching. Um, but... They they have this kind of philosophy. There's like Digimon game fans and there's Digimon anime fans, and they're not always the same people, and they have different preferences. Uh, and and there's the, the way that the developers talk about it is like they're this game I believe is supposed to be more on the Digimon game fans side, which is is less about having to watch the anime and knowing what Agumon is or, or Giamon is, even though you're looking at it right now. Um, like they're in it, but they're not, they're not like a main focus in the way that if you had like a Digimon adventure game, it's going to be about Ty and Matt and Agumon and Gabumon in, in ways that you would probably need to have watched an anime to understand what the fuck's going on. Um, anyway, I, I'm pretty excited about it. The uh, the last sure. time a game like this came out, um, the the closest thing that it reminds me of is Pokemon Conquest. Have uh, you guys play that on the DS? No, no. So that was a. It's it's not quite Pokemon Dynasty Warriors. It's close though. Um, it it combined Pokemon with the I think it's the Edo period of Japan. This is the time of Nobunaga. Uh, so you had these historical Japanese figures who all who each had their own Pokemon, and the game played out like a, a turn-based strategy, grid-based strategy game, where the Pokemon had moves that had different uh, hmm. areas of effect on the battlefield like that, affected different tiles and tile selection stuff. It's, it's a pretty cool-ass game. I, I really like Pokemon Conquest. And uh, it gives me hope that this this style of game, combining the monster collecting with an XCOM style game, is is something that could work. Uh, anyway, we'll see. Uh, let's get into our picks of the month. I could start. Um, hey, you just heard me say, I think Digimon Survive is going to be one that uh, I'm going to like uh, if it turns out well, which it very much could not, but um, it could. Uh, yeah. I also have Live Live and Stray. I think those are those are an easy three for me. This yeah, one. Bobby, what do you have? Uh, Baron Breakfast, Stray, and then I put Live Alive or Xenoblade. Like, I, I'm but sure you that hate that's Switch, so you can't. I play hate I, I hate the Switch, so I'm probably going to do. Uh, so you're going to emulate the original yeah. yes. SNES yes. version of Live Alive exactly. that's been English translated, and you're going to play that instead. Out of spite. I mean, that that's the only one of those games that you can play on your Steam Deck. Good, I'll do it. <laughs> Uh, I'll do then it. Johnny, what do you have? 
Dre, uh, Digimon Survive, and then I put, fuck it, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. No way. Fuck it, dude. Let's go Xenoblade Chronicles 3. All right, Bobby, what do you think? Over, under, let's give him 15 hours. Do you think he's going to play over, under 15 hours of Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Uh, Or zero. Could be zero. I think it'll be zero. I think I think I think Johnny's going to be spending most of July playing Monster Hunter. Johnny's maybe Symphony of War. If I and I would not be upset about either one of those from him. And that's a good point. That's a good point. We all might just play Symphony of War and not play any of these other games. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. All right, right. Bobby, take us home. Let's. You uh, know I will. All right, we have talked about a lot of games coming out in July, but we also play games right here on our very own Twitch channel. This past Monday, Chase and I went and visited that monster train one of our favorite games to play on stream one of our favorite games to play off stream and i will tell you right now we had one of the nastiest fucking things happen in that game i mean i'm sorry i gotta interrupt you i tried to play more monster train tonight right after work because it was because it was just still in my brain yeah and i tried to make i tried to remake our deck and i got a different i got different cards it definitely played differently it definitely was not nearly as nasty Still pretty fucking nasty though. That's good though. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that Monster game's Train. good. Go check out that VOD uh, over on our YouTube channel or right here on Twitch. Uh, we put a quick look up on Tuesday for one of the next fest games called Dome Keeper. It's really cool. Tower defense meets Dig Dug in a way. It's very neat. Um, tonight we told you all about those July games. Tomorrow, if you are watching this live right now, but if you're listening to this, go to YouTube. Uh, Johnny and I recorded a quick look for Sniper Elite 5, a game that has taken us by storm uh, this year. I liked it so much that I grabbed, grabbed you by the balls and then blew him right off. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 was deeply discounted on, or still is, for the Steam Summer Games Fest. I got it for five bucks, so I went and picked that up because I wanted to go back and check out more of that game. Um, and then Friday, uh, if you're listening to this, come back to Twitch Friday night at 10:30 p.m. Central where Johnny and I and our friend Jason are going to be checking out that new Sunbreak DLC expansion for Monster Hunter Rise right here on Twitch. So all kinds of fun shit going on. Uh, We're also going to put out an announcement on Friday on our Twitter. Uh, Johnny and I have mapped out a weekly rotation uh, for every four weeks. We're going to be cycling through a couple games, and uh, we're really excited about this. So we're going to put some stuff out on Twitter, let you know about the the, the four games that we're going to be playing on a monthly basis for uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, we're going to throw in a few one-off streams with friends like Mario Kart or uh, Turtles or anything like that. But for the most part, we're going to try and keep a rotation going for some games that we've played and some games that we've tried to play, but more to come on that for our casual Fridays. Um, and I think you- Bobby and I have also more or less mapped out what we're going to do for Mondays as well. We're not going to tell you because we reserve the right to change that at any time, but I, we have a, we have a plan. Yeah, we got it. We got a good plan in place. So we're going to add a little, a little structure to a few of those things. Um, just on planning and trying to give the right, right here to the games. But, uh, Chase, we did that. So you would have time to do some of your other things that you got going on. And one of those things you got going on is gamers on the go. What can you tell us about it? I, I mean, Gamers on the Go, it's, uh, I haven't done something for uh, over a month at this point. I really need to get back to it. But that's my handheld video game podcast that I bring on a guest and we talk about some kind of handheld game or series or piece of hardware and uh, and just talk talk about it, talk about the thing, talk about where it came from, talk about what it influenced after it came out. Uh, the last show that we did was on the Playdate. That was when it was still pretty brand new. 
and we were all getting used to it and, and seeing some of those original games. A lot of new games have come out for that playdate since, and I know. looking to do another episode of that. But again, it's scheduling stuff. It's around a holiday time, kind of busy. One idiot in our group is trying to buy a house or the fuck would do something like that. Big dummy. Um, so, uh, yeah, time time is a little difficult. Uh, what I have found time to do, though, is record some quick stuff for my YouTube channel, Chasey Gay Plays, which uh, I'm playing through SteamWorld Heist right now, which is a fantastic game. Episode 4 went up somewhat recently. You can check that out, and I'll be recording episode 5 and getting that done pretty soon, probably sometime next week. Awesome. Uh, Chase, thanks again for putting together this wonderful list of games for us to check out in July. Uh, we will be back live right here on Twitch on Friday night. And if you are listening to this, thanks. Like, subscribe. Tell us how we're doing. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.